0: Now, on the Climate Monitor podcast, climate change is drying out a parched world. Researchers say most of the water vanishing from the Aral Sea and the Great Salt Lake is now in the oceans of this increasingly parched world. This report is by Tim Radford from the Climate News Network from London on December 5th, 2018. Climate change has begun to dry out the heart of almost every continent. This parched world's landlocked basins, they make up about a fifth of the Earth's surface, have lost at least 100 billion tons of water every year since the century began. And U.S. researchers now know where that water has gone. Groundwater, lake and inland sea evaporation from inland Australia, the US West, the Chilean deserts, Saharan Africa, the Middle East and Central Asia is now in the oceans to account for at least 8% of global sea level rise so far. In effect, many of the world's arid zones are becoming progressively more arid according to a new study in the journal Nature Geoscience. Researchers used 14 years of observation by a set of orbiting satellites known as GRACE for gravity, recovery, and climate experiment to observe the steady desiccation of regions that geographers know as endoheric basins. These are inland regions into which mountain streams, subterranean flows, and sluggish rivers drain. Among them, the Caspian and the Aral Seas in Eurasia and the Great Salt Lake in the United States. They are very different from the world's great exoheric basins, better known as the Nile, the Amazon, the Mississippi, and the Yangtze, all of which flow into the sea. People in exoheric basins know their water supply will always be replenished, but people farming or grazing cattle in the endoheric basins can now see their most vital resource slowly vanishing. According to Jida Wang, a geographer at Kansas State University who led the study, quote, Over the past few decades, we have seen increasing evidence of perturbations to the endoheric water balance. She adds, This includes, for example, the desiccating Aral Sea, the depleting Arabian Aquifer, and the retreating Eurasian glaciers. This evidence motivated us to ask, is the total water storage across the global indoheric system, about one-fifth of the continental surface, undergoing a net decline? End quote. The GRACE satellites have already answered a series of huge questions about the world's traffic in ice and water. They have weighed the loss of ice in the Antarctic and put a total to the impact of devastating floods in Australia in 2011. And the remote sensing instruments now deliver a measure of the rate at which endoheric water is disappearing. Not only does it account for nearly one-tenth of sea level rise so far, it adds up to nearly half the loss of water from retreating mountain glaciers in the densely occupied countries, that is, excluding Greenland and Antarctica. And it matches the entire extraction of groundwater everywhere in the world, for irrigation and to nourish towns and cities in the drier regions the parching of the inland basins is uneven some report more rainfall but around 75% have been steadily getting drier according to j Famigoletti, one of the co-authors who directs the global institute of water security at the university of saskatchewan in canada quote the water losses from the world's endorheic basins are yet another example of how climate change is further drying the already dry arid and semi-arid regions of the globe. Meanwhile, he adds, human activities such as groundwater depletion are significantly accelerating this drying. Tim Radford, who wrote this post for the Climate News Network, is a founding editor of the Climate News Network. He worked for The Guardian for 32 years, for most of the time as science editor. He has been covering climate change since 1988. Thanks for joining this installment of the Climate Monitor podcast. I'm Mitch Chester. Climate Monitor, Earth's climate channel, stream broadcasts as a public service, video, and films about climate change and sea level rise issues, research, news, and solutions on Roku TV, Amazon Fire TV with Alexa, and at ClimateMonitor.tv. The Climate News Network is a free and objective service publishing a daily news story on climate and energy issues. For insightful climate reporting, please visit ClimateNewsNetwork.net. And please check this space for additional Climate Monitor podcasts and support our efforts by going to anchor.fm forward slash climate monitor, where you can make a small donation. Now on the Climate Monitor podcast, better land use could slash U.S. emissions. This report is by Tim Radford of the Climate News Network from London on December 7th, 2018. The report talks about new research that confirms again that nature knows best. The U.S. could cut a fifth of its greenhouse gas emissions through better land use. U.S. scientists have found a new way to cut or offset 22% of the greenhouse gas emissions from the American factory chimneys, car exhausts, and power stations. It's called better land use. The answer is to leave it to nature. What they identify as 21 natural climate solutions, better use of croplands, the restoration of forests and tidal wetlands, slowing the felling of timber and the containment of urban sprawl, could help limit global warming, slow climate change, and reduce sea level rise for the nation that has over the last century emitted more greenhouse gas than any other country. The most effective single action in a study launched by the U.S. Nature Conservancy and 21 other institutions and published in the journal Science Advances would be to step up reforestation. This alone could absorb the emissions of 65 million passenger cars. According to Joseph Farghioni, director of science for the Nature Conservancy, who led the study, quote, One of America's greatest assets is its land through changes in management along with protecting and restoring natural lands we demonstrated we could reduce carbon pollution and filter water enhance fish and wildlife habitat and have better soil health to grow our food all at the same time he also said quote nature offers us a simple cost-effective way to help fight global warming in combination with transitioning to zero carbon energy production Natural climate solutions can help protect our climate for future generations. Paradoxically, some of the solutions rely not on new thinking, but on old thinking. If areas of the U.S. that were forested before the European settlers arrived were returned to woodland, the land could absorb 381 million tons of carbon dioxide equivalent. If commercial foresters extended the cycles of logging and improved forest management practices, they could effectively save 267 million tons a year of CO2. Around 4,000 square kilometers of grassland is converted to cropland in a year. The act of plowing releases 28% of the soil carbon to the atmosphere, The scientists believe that at least 52,000 square kilometers of marginal or unprofitable cropland could be restored to natural grassland or prairie. Right now, 27% of U.S. tidal wetlands are cut off from the ocean and being flooded by river water. Accordingly, these release huge quantities of the potent greenhouse gas methane, All it would take to stop this would be to restore the twice-daily marine inundation. Reconnection with the ocean, sometimes just by a culvert under a road, would save 12 million tons of CO2 equivalent a year. The researchers identified just 10 of their 21 possible solutions that together could reduce emissions by more than a billion tons, that's a billion, of carbon dioxide equivalent a year. That more efficient use of land is a net benefit is not news. Researchers have repeatedly argued that world food security is consistent with forest restoration and that forests left untouched are of greater overall economic value than cleared land and that considered changes to farming practices could both deliver more food and leave farmers better off. But, ironically, efforts to promote natural climate solutions in the U.S. get only 0.8% of public and private climate finance, even though these could provide 37% of the climate mitigation needed by 2030. The scientists argue that if the U.S. is to commit to the Paris Accord of December 2015 to contain global average warming to 2 degrees Celsius or less, above the levels for most of human history, then natural climate solutions make a promising start. Lynn Scarlett, a former acting secretary of the United States Department of the Interior and now at the Nature Conservancy, said, This study provides good news that making investments in nature will make a big difference while offering the potential for new revenues to farmers, ranchers, foresters, and coastal communities at the same time, end quote.